Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Isaiah 43, we're going to read from verse 16. Isaiah 43, verse 16. We read to 21. The Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse and army and the power, that they shall lie down together and they shall never rise again. They are extinguished just like the wick of the candle. Bible said in verse 18, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of the old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth as you go into this new year. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will have to honor me, the jackass and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. These people have I formed for myself. They should declare my praise. This morning, I'm going to be ministering on against all odds against all odds as we come to the last sunday of 2020 uh whoever you are wherever you are whichever shape you have made it to this point of the year i believe that you will know very well that you owe god a great shout of praise a crazy praise you will know that god brought you this far not by your own making it's nice for us to remind ourselves that life is full of people who made it against all odds. People who life had written off, they made it. People who felt this is all about it, yet they came back. There are boxers that they have lost round one, round two, round whatever. But somehow they see how they knock out onto their opponent before the day was over. I said somebody here is about to make a comeback. In the name of Jesus, you will be the next story the world will hear about. That you made it against all odds. People have abandoned you. They thought it was all over. They thought you're useless. They don't want you. But I say to you, people will value you. They will see you. Your story will be retold in a better way. In the name of Jesus. This year, 2020, has been the oddest of years, as you know, in our living memory. And... Uh, the passage before us also shows it. Actually, it shows what kind of journey that we have taken so far. This passage that we have just read, it says to us that we have been, he said, God made a way through the sea. I remember one time on a cruise, and then I looked at the wide ocean in the evening, I think late night. Now I was just in the back and I looked at the ocean. Vast ocean. You can't see land anywhere. Of course, I know there's a compass that they, uh, that um, the sailor will be using. But in my head, I said to myself, I've seen people who found themselves either lost or they're, they're, they're shipwrecked and they, they just have to make it. I said to myself, how would they know where to turn? How do people find their way in the sea? And then this scripture says we've been through mighty, mighty waters. Which means it's not just ordinary waters. 
There have been moments that seemed so hard. But you've come through it. I'll never forget a moment this year. During the deep lockdown. That the only sound you will hear on the street is the ambulances. My wife has a way of just counting. It. Some of you just say, well, there goes another. There goes another. Almost every two minutes, there goes another. There goes another. But I want to thank God that today you can have a shout of praise. I want to thank God that that shout of praise will never depart in the name of Jesus. We made it not because we knew how to sail. It's because God brought us through it. The God who brought you through this far, he will carry you all the way through. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Isaiah 43 that we just read, it says we have content. I love this passage. It says we have contented with chariots and horses. The great army of a great nation. He said, but God brought them low and buried them under. He wiped them out like a wick of a candle. I don't know what you have contented with this year. I don't know what you have been through, what you have had to fight through this year, so far, or even in your life. But I must remind you, it's not your smartness that brought you so far. Neither should you now limit what you can become to how far you can think. So the scripture tells us, it began by showing us what we have been through. Friends, even this year, as odd as it has been, as hard as it may seem, God, who has been carrying us through, he expects each one of us not to remain stagnant in a way. Even though it seems hard, even though things have been so difficult sometimes, but I want you to understand that God still expects you to have progress in your life. He doesn't want you to surrender to the pain that you have been through. He doesn't want you to surrender to the stories of your life. Oh, this has happened to me. Oh, this occurred when I was this age. God does not want anybody to surrender to the circumstances that they've been through, no matter how hard. Now, when we talk about this progress, the progress that God wants for you or wants for me, it's not about who gets there first. This is not about who gets there first. God is not looking at that kind of progress for you and I. The race is not to the sweet. So it's not about that. It's just the fact that you are moving towards it. And God celebrates whoever you are. No matter how slow you think you are, the fact that you are still here and you are moving, celebrate God in your life. This race and progress we are talking about, it's not about how many cars you have bought this year. It's not about how much money you have been able to save. It's not about how many houses you have built. The fact that you are moving forward this year is based upon the following. It's about where you are in the dream that God gave to you. It's about where you are in the demonstrating of the conscious effort of the purpose and the expectations that you had before you went into your storm. God wants you to understand church and whoever you are, wherever you are, that God wants you to understand that no matter what has occurred to you, you can measure your progress even in the midst of a crisis by still remembering who you are. Do you still remember who you are? Have you lost your identity in the crisis? As we come to the end of this year, what kind of shape is your ship? It has suffered all kinds of storm, beaten by all kinds of weather. But can we still recognize who you are even today? 
But dear friends, if you are that kind of person, you are still making it against all odds. God wants you and I to know that we should not forget who we are, how far God has brought us, and how far he can still take us. There is more, so much more ahead of us than all the things that have been behind us this year. So as believers, we should always self-examine ourselves. And that's what we're about to do as we plug into God. We get ourselves ready for a great year that is ahead of us. Now listen to me. Next year we also have his own challenges. But you must understand that you start a better year, a better chance now. Not even a better chance. You stand on a sure foundation of knowing fully whether if you can survive a year that knocked you off your shoes without knowing. My dear friends, you can be better, better prepared for any year. If there was a year to self-examine ourselves, it's this year. Because why? Usually when things happen to people, they impact us in different ways. The effects of circumstances of life can impact people in different ways. Remember Noah and his family? They were locked up in the ark. Locked up with animals. But when they came out, it was the way they had not changed. They had not changed their understanding of God that made them to worship God in the way they did. And they attracted, in fact, they compelled the presence of God. And God made a vow. He made a covenant with them that can never be wiped away. Have you changed through the things you've been through? So we must self-examine ourselves. When we talk about self-examination, it is possible for people to think they are something when they are not. That's why we self-examine ourselves. And I think I'm a Christian because I say it. But do I do it? I may think that I'm a husband just because I, I am married to somebody. But do I live like one? Do I see myself? I'm a, I'm a father. But do I have the responsibilities of a father? I must examine myself. Self-examination is always what God wants of you. My dear friends, whoever you are, examine yourself whether you're in the faith. There is this commercial many years ago in Nigeria. At the end of the closing hours, this is at the end of work hours, it says another day is gone. Another work day is finished. But ask yourself whether you have earned your living for today. Because people had a very poor attitude to work. They just went to work and they wait for 3 o'clock to come and then they say they've signed up for the day. So to change attitude towards work, their commercial was started. Ask yourself, do you, do you think you have earned your wages for today? As a Christian, we need to examine ourselves. Several scripture tells us about self-examination. In fact, it is important to self-examine yourself so that no man will need to examine you. In Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24, he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, know my anxieties, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in everlasting life. There is a need for my heart to be searched. There is a need for me to do an internal work, internal look into how I run my life. In Psalm 119, verse 59, he says, I thought about my ways and I turned my feet. In other words, I thought about the things I'm doing, the way I'm behaving, the things I'm carrying on with my life. I thought about it and I turned my feet. You see that? I didn't need somebody to turn me. 
I didn't need to wait for me to be found out. I turned on my way. What are you doing today that you feel you need to turn? You cannot keep on excusing things on the things you've been through. You can't say, that. have you not seen the things that happened to me in the course of the year? God is saying to you that there is a greater glory ahead of you. You cannot limit your life to the things you have been through. He says, I turned on my ways, I turned my feet. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. It says, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself. Are you examining yourself this morning? Are you examining yourself? If you examine yourself, it's important. Test yourself. When students are about to do examination, when they are preparing, they give their textbook, the serious ones, give their textbook to somebody and say, they begin to examine me. I want to see how ready I am for the retest. My dear friends, as Christians, we need to examine ourselves. We know what has happened to the whole world. But should we fall like the rest of the world falls? Should we abandon our faith and say, well, do you not see what has happened to me? Should we abandon our business as businessmen? Should we abandon our family duties? Should we abandon our service to God? Should we abandon our career and say to ourselves, do you not know everybody's been followed so I have excuse not to really be productive? You are a kingdom man. And God is saying to you, examine yourself whether you are still in the faith. Very important. Test yourself. Say, do you not know yourselves? That Christ is in you. That's in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Now, no matter what you have been through, friends, everyone is somewhere in their journey of life. And so that's what is important. Everybody is somewhere. Now, I might not be where you expect me to be, but I'm somewhere. In my plan, whether I, I intend to get married one day, I am somewhere in that desire. And I'm working towards that desire somewhere. I might not be actively working, but I'm working. And I might not be working the way you want me to work, but there's something in my heart. Now, everybody is somewhere. The question is, are you where you should be? As a church, we are somewhere. We might not be where we should be, but we are somewhere. So everybody is somewhere in their journey towards where God wants them to be. Amen. Let me say this quickly. God is not, God is not shocked that COVID-19 happened. He, he didn't catch God on our wheels. Not at all. So God had not abandoned his own timetable, his own plan for every one of us. What are we doing with the things we have been through this year? What are we going to do as we get ready for the next year? That's important. That's very important. There are five things that I want to start with. Five directions that a person may find themselves. But before I say these directions, as you examine yourself, every self-examination must begin with gratitude. No matter how you want to examine yourself, begin with what? Gratitude. Whether you feel you have moved forward or not, start with gratitude because it is the person who is alive that can actually examine themselves. The fact that you are alive today, you must thank God. You must bless the name of the Lord because you are still alive. 
Amen. Whether I've repeated the class five times, I am still alive because there is hope for me. I can make it tomorrow. Can I have an amen? So every self-examination begins with gratitude to God. And that gratitude is clearly shown in the passage we read. He said, I'm the one who made the way for you in the sea. He will have swallowed you, but I'm alive. You went through the great waters, but God sustained you. I thank God for how far he has kept me and how far he has kept me under the shield. And that's why this morning, as we talk about against all odds, I am alive and I give God the praise. I may not have pleased God very well, but I'm still his child. Are you listening to me now? I may be covered with death all over, but I'm still his child. I thank God because God, he has kept me alive. Every examination begins with gratitude. A people who cannot be grateful to God, that's how they can easily have depression. They have depression, they lose hope, they feel that, you know what, nothing at all is good about my life, but not you. You are hearing me this morning, you are saying, Lord, I give you praise, I give you thanks. <laughs> I, I, it's not me by myself, because I have life in me, there is hope in me. Every self-examination begins with, I thank you. I didn't make it last year, but I know I'll make it next year. I thank you, Lord Jesus. The business may have missed me, but I thank God that because God has not missed me. I still have God. I have hope. I have the word of God. I am alive. I will make it. Ah, there's a God of a turnaround. He makes a way where there is no way. He makes a way in the deep sea. In the great sea, he makes a way. That's the God that I serve. I begin my self-examination with gratitude. With gratitude, I'm alive. The first one, which is an impact of how people move in the times of odds. They find themselves stagnated. So there's stagnation. This is the force of five directions. Because in the odds of life, it can push you in five directions. The first one is stagnation. Stagnation is a state of standstill. It's a state of mental laziness. Emotional stillness. You just become transfixed. There's no moving forward, no backward, no upward, no sideways. When people are stagnated, it seems that every effort is not even reaching them. There is no response. Just pure stagnation. And some people may have experienced that this year. It's just when they're just there, as if they're not there. If that is you today, I want you to understand this. That that's not the place where God wants of you. And we have come in the name of the Lord God Almighty to break every spirit of stagnation in the name of Jesus because you are moving forward. I need to hear you saying to me, I am moving forward. Stagnation is not my portion. We saw that with the man by the pool of Bethsaida. This man was by the pool. Everything was going on around him, but he was stagnated. Everybody came, met him, left him there. For 38 years, he didn't move forward. Angel came, moved the pool, stayed the pool. He stayed on the spot. There was no moving forward. He came to church. He had the word, but did nothing to the word. And the word did nothing to him. 
You called in the morning. You had a quick, a nice word. We need to talk. We spoke about this marriage. We discussed everything. Start there. Listen to everything, but no change. Stagnation. Introduce new courses. Show new plans. This is how we're going to make the business, but no change. But I came to tell somebody, if you can sense stagnation in your life, this money, it ceases in the name of Jesus. It ceases in the name of Jesus. You are not dead. You are alive. It is the dead that cannot feel nothing. I came to tell you, the power of life that is at work in you, it will respond in the name of Jesus. Then you have the going around in circles. Going around in circles. In the time of odds and crisis, people find themselves just going around in circles. They just go around in circles. They do the same thing all over again. Every December 31st, every January 1, they go around in circles. Make the same New Year resolutions. Going around in circles. They drop the habits. On 31st, they pick it up on the 2nd. Going around in circles. It doesn't mean that they are moving forward, they are not moving backwards. They go around in circles. A church can go around in circles. A family can go around in circles. A business can go around in circles. I want to understand that when things happen to people, they can find themselves going around in circles. The Bible tells us that. But this morning, there's going to be a change in Jesus' name. I said there's going to be a change in Jesus' name. Deuteronomy chapter 2, Bible tells us in verse 2. said, the Lord spoke to me that you have circled this mountain long enough. The children of Israel went around in circle for 40 years. A journey of 40 days. They went around in circle. You know what is interesting when you look at that story? God knew they were just going around in circle for 40 years. I mean, for 40 years, God was talking to them. God was giving them food. Because you are having food, because you are paying bills, does not mean you are not going around in circles. They went around in circles. And I say in the name of Jesus, as we step into 2021, in Jesus' name, you will move forward. We'll move forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. Going around in circle. God said to this man, He said, You have moved around in circle. Enough! Turn northwards. You receive a direction in the name of Jesus. There are relationships that go around in circle. They start, they stop. Going around in circles. People don't even know how to deal with you anymore. Then you have the third one. People are wandering around. They have movement. But they're just wondering. Now that's different from going around in circle. When people are wondering, they are lost. They're just wandering from place to place. They're like a lost sheep. Wandering, they're lost. One thing God does not want from you, anybody, is for us to wander. You wander from here to there. Today you are in this business, the other day you are in that business. Today you are studying this course, to, you know, and the thing about it is lockdown has made it worse for some people. Because you thought you have time. People who wonder, they wonder because they think they have time. 
In fact, they feel that I want to kill some time, so I'm going to visit my friend to, to while away time. They wander from place to place, busy bodies. They wander from channel to channel. You are studying this program today, you are studying another one tomorrow, and they are not linked together. One of the things you should know is that when people are wandering, they just, oh my God, ah, the day is gone. That's the end of one day. Year after year, they are still wandering. You see some old friends, where they have been wondering where you left them is where they are still wondering. Boy, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, same, same. It will not be same, same for you in Jesus' name. God does not want wanderers. You are not a wanderer in the kingdom. The Bible tells us what is dangerous about wanderers. In Proverbs 21, 16, Proverbs 21, verse 16, he says, a man who wanders from the way of understanding it will rest in the assembly of the dead. You see that? When you have no one who is putting instruction into your life, you are wandering from the way of understanding. When people wonder, they have no roots. There is no one who can speak into your life on a consistent basis. There is no covenant you have with anybody. There is no commitment to anything. There's no commitment to a church, no commitment to a career, no commitment to anything. You wander around. The Bible said that such people, they dwell in a different kind of church. It's called the assembly of the dead. Proverbs 27, verse 8. It tells us, it said, like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Like a bird that wanders from his, you know something about the bird is it flies away but it comes back to his nest. But if you don't come back, a man who wanders from his place. There is a place for you. Don't wander off. As his ear closes, every spirit, everything, every spirit of disobedience have made men to become wanderers. We arrest it in the name of Jesus. May every son and daughter who have wandered off, may they come back into the place God has planted them. Your sons and your daughters will come back home. Your customers, your clients, they will come back to you in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 3, 13 to 14. But I read verse 13 for today. He said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do. You see that? In other words, to stop wondering, you must have a focal point. One thing I do. I don't think I've achieved it, but I have one thing I'm chasing. One thing I do. Forgetting the things which are behind. Number four. Another way. By which men during the time of crisis find themselves responding. Some people move backwards. And this one is so painful. They move backwards. Instead of moving forward, they move backwards. The things they won't do in the past, they find themselves doing it. They move backwards. A kind of lifestyle they didn't have before. They start having a why I'm locked down. Can you not see the way life has treated everybody? They now move backwards. Noah, a man who found favor with God. The Bible said Noah went through the storm, and then he came out of the storm. 
And God had a covenant with Noah. But guess what happened? After some time, Noah built himself a vineyard. And then he got drunk. Now, there was no record of him getting drunk before the storm. But he got drunk so badly that he forgot himself. Because of the situation he found himself, maybe everybody had, he known had left, everybody had gone, and he just felt, you know what, I just can't stand it anymore. His mental state, something happened to him, he got drunk. Now, there is a lifestyle you will not fall into before. But pressure came. I want to say this to you. It's not only bad things that give pressure in life. Success gives more pressure. Now, when success comes, you really have no many friends to tell the real state of your heart. Oh, you don't understand what I just said there. Can't really share with many, many people. They can only see a few. And so, pressure came upon his life. And he took to alcohol. And in that state, he cursed his children or cursed one of his sons. The point I'm making here is that you find yourself doing stuff you never did before. Raise your right hand up. Father, in the name of Jesus. Just pray for yourself, Father. In the name of Jesus, I will never go back to the things you have delivered me from. To the past, it's past. It's behind me. I will never go back again. Don't think this is a prayer for some people, not for you. Don't think it, I am above this. It amazes me how sometimes in church, some of us feel, I'm too much for some things. Oh, you'll be the first to be told that kind of story. There is nobody that the devil, the more you think you're above, the, the more the devil targets you. Going back when the time of crisis, in the time that things are hard, is the one of the commonest things that God has found out with his people. When he has blessed them and they are full, he told them, don't go backward. When riches come, don't go backward. When you have eaten and you are full, don't forget who you are. Lest you say, you know what now, I am full, I'm okay. You not forget God. Right now there are people who because you think you have made some money, you have saved some money, you don't think you need God. You'll be surprised. Because there are things money cannot solve. There are people who build, God, God this will never be your portion. People build beautiful houses. But they never lived in it. A man of God has been sharing that testimony in the last two weeks. Very painful to his heart. A beautiful house. Everything imported into it. But the man who built it never lived one night. What do you ask? How do you ask? And he was a Christian. So there are things, my friends. The money doesn't, does not solve. If you think, oh, you know, <laughs> what do I really need? Well, I have money now. I've saved enough money. Don't ever let the things you are going through make you to go back. Most people think it's only crisis that makes you to go back. Pains. No matter what pains you're going through, my friends, don't go back. You may stumble, but pick up yourself again. Pick up yourself again. The righteous may fall seven times. You will arise in Jesus' name. Don't go back. The Bible tells us a whole church started to go back. Galatians. He said, oh foolish Galatians. Who 
bewitched you. You were in the spirit. Now you think you're going to be perfected in the flesh? A church can go back. But we are not of them that will turn back to perdition. In Jesus name. In Revelation chapter 2. The angel of the Lord spoke unto this angel of the church. In chapter 2 verse 4. He says, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Do not leave your first love. There is a way you lived your life. That you felt, you know what, no matter what, I must serve God. Don't go back. The enemy will tell you, you know what, you don't really need to do all those things anymore. Leave those ones for those who are just arriving in the country who still need to find God. You are okay now. You got yourself a house. Yourself, if you comfort zones, really the fifth one, move forward. Some people move forward, you will be numbered among those people. I said, You will be numbered among the people who move forward in crisis against all odds. You move forward. People will say, You move forward. I said, You are moving forward against all odds. You will move forward. Your business will move forward. Your family will move forward. Your children will move forward. In the name of Jesus, your health will move forward against all odds. Moses cried to God. said, I can see this, the Red Sea in front of me. I can see the Egyptian soldiers. They are running. I can see their chariots. They are coming. They are about to get over me. Lord, what do I do? God said, why are you calling on me? Exodus chapter 14, verse 15. He said, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell my children, move forward. You are moving forward in 2021. HCC is moving forward. Your business is moving forward. Your household is moving forward. Your children are moving forward. I don't care what the education system says. They may be trained from home. They may be trained from wherever. You will move forward. Your children will move forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. You move forward. Doesn't matter. They may say nobody can attend your wedding. Even if it's three people, you will move forward. In the name of Jesus. Joshua. Joshua found himself in a difficult position. The man he loved died. The man he looked up to died. Moses left him when he was not expecting. And Joshua felt this is the end of it. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. Do you feel that the person you're looking up to has left you? Do you think that life has finished because my hero has gone? But God said to Joshua, Joshua... You cannot leave things like this. Rise up. Rise up. I'm calling you to lead the people to a new land. I'm saying the name of Jesus. You will finish well. You will rise from your pain. You will rise from your ashes. In the name of Jesus. Joshua, rise up. Rise up and move forward. You can't stay in this place. You can't keep on staying in this room. And saying there's no point in serving God. You will rise up and move forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. One of the characteristics of the people of God is that they move from glory to glory. SCC, you will move from glory to glory. From height to height. That last job may have left you. 
they may have followed you. They may have asked you to stay at home, but I say you are moving to a higher level. In the name of Jesus, you are moving forward against all odds. I see a people rising this year as we cross into this 2021. I say, as you are making, you are not going to be a person that I refuse to make. No, you will make new goals. You will dream new dreams. You will have new zeal. In the name of Jesus, you will serve God with joy. You will serve God with joy. I see laughter on your face. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, it's a new day. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to have to continue this next week. But there are some things I'm going to have to share with you. Let me just give only one. What is the key word? The key word that guarantees you against all odds is the compelling word of God. How do I ensure I move forward? The compelling word of God. My dear friends, in the beginning was the word. The word was God. There is nothing that was made without him. And you must understand that in any situation, the word does not change. In the midst of crisis, the word must sustain you. You have to find a way to hold on to the word. You must find a way to sing songs of the word. You must find a way to say, Lord, what is the word you've given me in the midst of my crisis? Before I stepped into the storm, there was a word. While I was in the storm, there is still the word. After the storm, I will still be the word. You have to hold on to the word of God. You must hold on to the word of God. God will always give you a word. He has to give you a word. You must be a person that knows I'm holding on to the word. A compelling word. There is nobody who does not go through the same crisis. It hits us in different ways. The pain you feel is limited to the jurisdiction that you think you have. But there are people who have bigger jurisdiction than you. And they feel greater pain. But they might not be shouting it to you. But you must understand, my friend, as I round up this message. It's the word of God that sustains everybody. You must find a way to wrestle with the word. Believe the word. Hold on to the word. Turn the word into a friend. Turn the word into a guide. Let it become a light unto you that is shining in every darkness. That is the way against all odds. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. Like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.